So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. And I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back. To bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to six figure forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you for being here today. The purpose of the podcast is to help you grow your business by getting you more inquiries, maximizing your profits, and breaking through your limiting beliefs. Uh, today, I have Angie Nelson with us, serial entrepreneur. Well, she's got three businesses. That's probably a serial entrepreneur. Uh, what do you think, Angie? That sounds about right. That sounds right. Okay, For someone who just loves torture. Yes. (laughs) It does feel that way a little bit. Yeah. Um, She's running three businesses out in Maui, Hawaii. And we're going to talk about that process of growing multiple businesses, especially moving into a a new space. It's a space that she hasn't grown up in, uh, what that's been like. Uh, Really excited to have that conversation with Angie. I want to actually pause real quick and invite you guys over to uh, a really great space, the internet. Uh, It's over on Facebook. It's my mastermind group. And the reason I'm bringing it up right now is because Angie and I are live in that group as we speak. And not only are we live, we're live on video. And so this podcast that you're listening to, you could actually have gotten a chance to watch it uh, as a video or just just tune in and listen to the audio, but uh, weeks in advance. Because over in that group, um, I do live coaching every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And occasionally I do behind the scenes podcasts where you get early access to each episode. And so if you'd love to join me into that space, get some free coaching, see Angie and my pearly whites, you can head over to Ben Hart com forward slash mastermind, benhartley.com forward slash mastermind, and it'll get you dropped right into the community. Uh, and so I can't wait to see you there. Angie, welcome to the show. We're going to be talking, I, I imagine this is going to be a pretty wide range of, of, of uh, I guess, uh, uh, topics that we're going to get into because I've got so many questions. I feel like I know so little about the journey that you've been on and my goodness, it's been a journey. And so um, first off, Angie, hi, welcome. Hi, <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, of course. So Angie, um, I started off this episode introducing you as, as a bit of a serial entrepreneur. You've got three businesses. And um, do you mind walking us through what these three businesses are right now? Sure. So my first one is my wedding business. This is Angela Nelson Photography. This is how I got started in the photography world yeah. uh, back in I don't know, like the timeline's messy on this. Maybe 2013, 2012. I'm not sure. (laughs) I was teaching at the time, which was feels like a whole different life. Um, I taught ninth and tenth grade language arts at high school here in Maui. Um, So I I started Angela Nelson Photography. Did weddings. I did portraits, families. You know, anyone who was willing to pay me anything in the beginning. That's what I was shooting. And then I started getting a lot of inquiries for proposals. And I was like, well, this is fun. Anybody who knows me knows that I love a good surprise. I'm always surprising people that I love. And it's it's funny. I hate being surprised. I love surprising other people. Um, So um, I'm talking with all these folks and they're wanting to plan these proposals. And I figured out that like, hey, this is like a a niche. Mm. Planning proposals and then photographing them. So then um, I... 
decided to make another brand and I called it Engaged on Maui, um, making it really easy for Google, right? I want to get engaged on Maui. <laughs> like yeah. It would pop up, right? Um, so I launched that in 2015. And then um, I got pregnant in 2016. And I was doing like four proposals a week sometimes during the busy stuff. And I was like, there's mm. no way that I can, you know, be super pregnant, hiding in bushes, <laughs> photographing people. We call ourselves Bush Ninjas. Um, so I was like, it's it's time to, you know, bring on some staff shooters for this brand because I like this hit, like I have a timestamp. I'm a ticking time bomb. We're growing this baby. Um, so yeah, 20, 2016, I started adding to my team. And so now I have a team of like six staff photographers and in-house photo editor, an office manager, a proposal coordinator. Um, and that business is kind of, running itself and I'm in the entrepreneurial role. Mm. And then the pandemic hit in 2020. And that was, um, that was pretty scary times. Uh, my, uh, my uh, friend Dave came to me and was just like, Hey, you're really good at business. I'm really good at business. Why don't we put our heads together and we come up with a way to help other people be really good at business. And I said, yes, I'm not doing anything except for growing another baby. <laughs> Cause I was also pregnant during that, uh, that time. Um, so then, you know, we're growing this community business as an adventure and um, we're coming out with a course later this year, showing people how to go from, you know, being in their working to be not be in their business, but working like on their business, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Automation and um, up sales and passive income and what makes a good website. It's literally an end 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 course for running a profitable business. It's awesome. So yeah, three, three, three businesses, yeah, all very, three. all very different in um, my roles in them and what that looks like. So you, uh, you're in Maui now, Hawaii, yeah. but you haven't always been there. You, yeah. you moved in 2009. Where did you come from? Uh, I came from a small town right outside of Ann Arbor, Michigan. Okay. Yeah, awesome. So I'm, I'm a Midwest girl at heart. Yep. Um, it's funny because I came from a small town in Michigan and then I moved to Maui, which is basically another small town. Like within my first two weeks here, I was recognizing people in the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, everyone knows everyone here, which felt very familiar to me because everyone knows everyone in the town that I'm from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love that. Um, yeah. I bring it up because you didn't start, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you didn't start uh, Angie Nelson photography until you were actually in Maui. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, uh, well, I mean, I, I, maybe I'd like to, to begin with that because mm-hmm. you started, uh, your business in a, in a new location in a location that you yeah. really, you didn't grow up in. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, um, walk me through a little bit about that experience. Yeah. So, um, I was teaching, so I taught ninth and 10th grade language arts at the local mm-hmm. high school and, um, which by the way, if you want like a crash course on how to like understanding everything local Hawaii, just teach in the high schools. I think I learned more from them than they ever learned from me. Um, (laughs) You know, they, they speak like a whole nother dialect here called it's pigeon. It's Hawaiian Creole English. And my first, my first few weeks teaching, I was like, what are these kids saying? I don't even (laughs) know what they're saying. Um, But it was a great crash course for me to learn about, you know, the, the island and the people and um, all the, all that sorts of things. Um, but anyone who knows anything about education, it's that they're just underfunded, underpaid. Mm. And so to live here, it costs about 30% more than it does to live on the mainland. Mm. Um, we needed to do something to make ends meet. So I had a camera and I started advertising on Craigslist. Family photo shoots, $150. Please choose me. <laughs> So when I wasn't teaching, um, and wasn't doing after school tutoring, I was, uh, taking photos of people on the beach here. And then, um, you know, I started getting busier. I started getting better. And, um, one day I sat down and I did the math and this was in my third year of teaching. We went, we did this like eight hour PD and we were like dividing students into subgroups and how we're going to get from one subgroup to another subgroup. And it was like an eight page document at the end of the day that I knew would never be read. Um, so I went home, cleared everything off my kitchen table and I ran every number that I had in my business. And I said, how many portrait sessions do I have to shoot a week yep. to quit? Yeah. And <laughs> the answer was two. Oh my goodness. 
it was two portrait sessions a week. <laughs> and that was at the price point I was at then. Yeah. You know, like, and that was like two portrait sessions a week done, done. But that was in October of 2013. And I still had to finish out the school year. Yeah. Um, so in that time, I just started thinking like, how can I get better? How can I start scaling? Um, mm. How do I become more visible in this market? Um, and so that, that started kind of my journey of meeting up with other photographers, yeah. learning, um, learning the ins and outs of, of what's um, called Pono, which means like Pono means do what's right. Mm. So um, is that what's, pigeon? Uh, it's Hawaiian. Okay. okay <laughs> but, <cool>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so shooting in places that are ethical to shoot in, um, we get a lot of mainland photographers here. Yeah. Who, you know, like they want to shoot in Hawaii. Great. We want to shoot at a waterfall. Awesome. Make sure you're not trespassing. Make sure it's not mm. sacred land. Making Make sure you're not stepping over burial sites. Um, there's a lot of things that people don't know. So I wanted to make sure that when I was shooting, that I was doing it in a way that was ethical. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I left, I left teaching in 2014 and, um, I was like, I'm going to give this a year go and see what happens. Um, I can always go back. I was already tenured at that point and, um, I tripled my income, <laughs> my, my teaching income in my first year. And so that like, was going to okay. be my question. Yeah. Like, how like, long well, did it take? Well, I got, I remember getting a call from our principal and I was like, so are you going to be coming back next year? Um, I didn't want to slate like. I'm never coming back ever. It's like, I think I'm going to give it one more year because I still got the health <laughs> bennies. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think I'm going to give it one more year and see what happens. And then I quadrupled in that next year. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. Never again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, I love teaching. Um, I love my students. They were hilarious and funny. And um, I guess that's the same thing. Hilarious and funny. <laughs> It's good. It's good. Authentic. You're down on it. Um, yeah, they, they were, they were great. I, I love those people, but um, the dollars and cents didn't make sense for my family and for the yeah. life I wanted to create. And so it, it was a hard choice in that sense. But then when I was like, when I can make more money and spread that around to people around me mm-hmm. um, and, you know, do things to help we want to start a family one day. How the heck was I going to do that? Being a teacher, I didn't, out, living out here. I don't know. Um, when I looked at it from that perspective, it made way more sense. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So um, man, the, the, the exciting thing about having this conversation with you is we, we have so many directions that we could go. Um, but I want to almost stay in this uh, conversation around um, maybe the destination market for just a little bit, yeah. because you're local there now. Do you could, mm-hmm. So after being there for what, 12 years, mm-hmm. at what point do you consider yourself or, or are you considered like a local? Mm. Okay. So <laughs> this is a hard question because local is a term used to describe people who are non-Hawaiian, but are like born and raised there. Mm, Okay. Um, So local kind of covers this broad gamut of different types of ethnicities and cultures, um, all of which I'm not a part of because I'm a white girl from the Midwest. So um, I'm a white girl from the Midwest living in Hawaii who knows local things, but I'll never be quote unquote local. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That's yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a fuzzy, it's a fuzzy yeah. uh, line. <laughs> but you've been there long enough now yeah. that um, you're used to seeing, let's say destination photographers come mm-hmm. to Hawaii and mm-hmm. photograph there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious if you could give your perspective on the destination market uh, maybe as it relates to, and maybe there's a kind of like a, uh, maybe a micro economy within Hawaii versus the larger destination versus the larger destination market. You know, it's just a pokey, it's just a pokey, it ball a pokey ball. I know. I saw those yeah. earlier. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what's your take on that? Like is yeah, as a, as not a, not as a local, but as a local photographer, mm-hmm. yeah, is that a challenge for you? Have you seen that become a challenge for your photography studio, Angie Nelson Photography? Yeah, yeah. So, um, as I said, like Hawaii is a very sexy place. People want to come here and shoot here. Uh, what's yeah. happening though is that you know people are shooting in places that they're not allowed to shoot. Um, I remember even Green Wedding Shoes posted a uh, an article. Like or a, you know a, a wedding feature about oh this couple got married um, by a waterfall in Hawaii, mm. 
It was during the pandemic. They trespassed onto private land. Um, they didn't pull any permits. It was raining. You don't want to be near a waterfall while it's raining, you guys. It's flash flood and people die every year doing it. Um, so there's just a lot of like misinformation out there and having a big platform like, you know, read wedding shoes, like promoting this, a bunch of us like emailed them. I was like, Hey, can you please take this down? Because this is, this is not good. And in any, um, in any way, shape or form. Um, so yeah, you know, we get a lot of people wanting to come out here and shoot. We just ask that like when people do come out that they're doing it, uh, the right way, right. Mm-hmm. That they know the rules of the land. They know to get, um, permitting from the DLNR. They know that they can't shoot on, on a poly beach unless they want to be fined $10,000. Um, yeah, it's like, <laughs> We see that happen all the time. We're like, we hope you don't get caught because it's $10,000 if you do. My goodness. Yeah. Um, so we, we get a lot of people coming from the mainland um, who just don't know the rules. Yeah. Which has been, which has been tough. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you know, people who are just like, I'll, I'll travel for the, for the cost of my plane ticket in a hotel. I mean, that's problematic on a lot of different levels. <laughs> As a, as a business owner, like, please don't devalue yourself like that. You need to charge for your services. Um, and also when you do that, you are, um, you're taking away business from people who are, live here, work here, pay the taxes mm. here, have to pay a mortgage here. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. If you're going to be traveling to Hawaii, make sure you're getting the right permits and you know where to shoot and where you cannot shoot. And then um, please charge for your services. Yeah. <laughs> please don't shoot weddings for free out here just because it's Hawaii. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, that's clear. I um I photographed um well my brother got married there. Uh mm-hmm. he lived in, in Hawaii for uh maybe four or five years. And so this was back when I first started, 2012 or so. So mm-hmm. I was I was in the wedding, but then I also got a chance to photograph some portraits of them. But it was nice. It was it was a it was a lot of fun. It was just he uh he did it um it was like the mainland, like the main the big island. Uh mm-hmm. And, uh, it was like just a little all-inclusive thing. Um, it was like, everything was kind of taken care of. And Mm -hmm. so uh, on that note, um, you also have a lot of people who are coming in for Mm -hmm. elopements, um, Mm -hmm. for proposals, these kind of like all-inclusive little (laughs) events like my brother had. Right. Um, and so is that where the idea came from for engage or yeah. Engaged Engaged on on Maui. Right. Yeah. 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 Engaged on Maui. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So as I said, like I had a lot of people reaching out to me and like, Hey, I want to propose, but they didn't know where to propose. They didn't know how to propose. They, um, they wanted a lot of handholding, which I understand. This is something you do once ever, ideally, yeah. and then you never do it again. So you want to nail it the first time. And, you know, when it comes to weddings, you have like a wedding planner, you have a rehearsal, you have all these things that teach you how to get married <laughs> and have it look the way it's supposed to look. Proposals don't work like that, right? Mm. Um, so uh, what I started doing was uh, location scouting, obviously places that were allowed to be, right? So location scouting, like lesser known beaches, um, cliffside, um, these like little tiny coves that you have to like w- crawl up across some rocks to get to places that people just don't see. Um, yeah. And sending video walkthroughs, being like, this is where you park. You see this, this cactus over here, <laughs> when you're going down this path, take a left at the cactus. And then you're going to see a, a grouping of these little beechwood trees go through there. Like is it very, some of our more remote locations are a little bit like that. Um, yeah. But doing video walkthroughs, sending out itineraries. And um, that was working really well for a while. And then, um, and then I realized that like, I was just getting the same questions over and over again, even like wedding photographers, they can relate to this, right? Anything, mm-hmm. anything that you get questions over and over and over again, you should, um, you should put in your blog, like make a blog post about it. Okay. So I, I kind of did that, but I made a, um, a proposal guide. So anyone who books with Engaged on Maui gets our proposal guide. That's literally like the handheld experience of everything that you need to think about when you're preparing to ask the person that you love to marry them, little things like <laughs> don't keep the ring box in your pocket. Those <laughs> things are massive. Yeah. They're like this big. This, um, this is, is actually that an engagement ring in your pants. Or are you just excited to see me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This is how my proposal. Um, actually, I don't even know if my husband knows that like <laughs> I knew that he was going to propose because he had the <laughs> box in his pocket. He's yeah. like, let's go watch sunset. And I was like, yeah, sweet sunset. And then he turns to the side and I see the outline of this box in his pocket. And I was like, God damn it. 
come on, man. Um, and then it was fun. Cause I got to watch him like fumble through what he was going to say. And I knew, I knew what was coming. Yeah. Um, but I, obviously I don't want that for my clients. So, uh, we talk about like, there's, um, ring stash is a really great company that has these like little teeny tiny flat ring boxes. Mm. So like they can use a ring stash to hide the ring or they put it loose in their pocket or in like a little like satchel. Yeah. Um, just because you don't want her to see the box and then know it's coming. <laughs> like what, what happened to me? Um, or, you know, things like, you know, like, like how are we going to get her to the beach? Well, we have a bunch of strategies to get her to the beach. Um, usually guys just use that, you know, if dinner reservations move back turtles on the beach, whatever it is. Like we always say you can lie to her or him. You can lie to them now. Um, you can never lie to them again. <laughs> this is the only time you're allowed to lie in your entire of your relationship is to get them where you need them to go. So that way you can propose. Yeah. So it's like a six or seven page guide of tips and tricks and things that they never would have thought of. Mm. And, um, you know, that's why we're here. Basically we want them to show up, propose and look like a rock star. And, um, obviously it was us that did everything. Um, but makes him look really good. We're going to give him all the credit. Yeah. And so that's a free guide that you're giving out to people. Yeah. Once they book. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So, so, so once they book, so it's not a free yeah, got right. it. Right. Okay, so we cool. learned, we learned, or we, I learned hard way in um, the early days. Guys were asking about different locations to propose and tips mm-hmm. and tricks. And I was just like, here, I want to help. I want to help. And then they didn't book. Yeah. And then I had yeah. to realize like, this is part of the service is that we're helping you find the perfect location, the perfect beach, the perfect cliff, the perfect, whatever it is. That's part of, that's part of it. Yeah. So um, when they always ask like, oh, well, where's this beach? Where's that beach? And we're like, we're happy to talk locations after you put down your retainer. <laughs> yeah. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G U S T O forward slash photo. It all starts with the click of a shutter, an instant, a moment captured that can last a lifetime. If you know where to save it, Smug Mug Source is the latest addition to your photography toolkit. Now, every photographer of every skill level can manage, store, and organize every photo, including RAWs, from any device to ensure no moment captured is ever lost. Smug Mug Source uses powerful search technologies and organization tools so you can spend less time managing photos and more time taking them. With Smug Mug's near 20-year experience in proudly protecting billions of photos, Source makes Smug Mug a truly end-to-end photography platform. Head over to smugmug.com forward slash source now to learn more and start your free trial. No credit card required. That's smugmug.com forward slash source. Smug Mug Source. Every photo, every format, everywhere. So do you consider yourself, uh, is this, like, would you consider this a planning company or, or a photography company? Both. 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 Okay, cool. 
So in the beginning I was doing the planning and then I was doing the photography too. Now I have an office manager. We just hired on a proposal coordinator as well. And um, they talk to these folks on the phone first. We want to make sure that everybody's a good fit. Um, Mm -hmm. We're huge about setting expectations. You know, we've had, and we've learned the hard way. We've had guys in the past being like, well, the sunset wasn't pretty enough. Well, (laughs) I can't, we can't control the sunset, man. Um, So just really selling them the package that they need and not what they don't need. So then that Mm -hmm. way we're we're setting the expectations. So they talk to them on the phone. They assign it to one of our staff photographers who've all been trained by me. And in the ways of the, the ways of the Bush Ninja, um, (laughs) sneaky proposal photographers. Um, And then the photographer gets the plan as written out by our proposal coordinator and office manager they get that. If they need to pick up lays on the way, they have a little note to do that. Or if they get a same day sneak peek and the photographer is the one who is executing the plan out on the beach. That's awesome. So with, uh, with engage on Maui, you've expanded now where you're not the photographer. You've got other photographers doing the work. Uh, have you taken that approach yet over to Angie Nelson photography, which is like your main wedding photography brand where you're not doing proposals, uh, mm-hmm. you're doing like day of coverage, right? Have right. you gone that route with building on a team, uh, in that business? I haven't. And I haven't yeah. for a very good reason. Let's and talk that about is, it. Yes. So, um, you know, I, I tried to bring on a staff shooter for my families, uh, okay. but I found very quickly that it was hard to teach somebody to see the way that I was seeing mm. and engaged on Maui is a very like, people pleasing brand. So we have a very clean edit. We yeah, have what does that a mean by that. Like a people, that, that means brand. it, it, um, it, it appeals to a lot of people. Like okay. they look at this style and they're like, Oh yeah, that's Hawaii. And that's pretty Angela Nelson photography has a little bit more of an edgy style and yeah. um, editing style and um, artistic angles and that sort of a thing. And that's very specific to me. Yeah. So in my head, how I'm looking at the brands is that, Engaged on Maui is like my business baby. This mm-hmm. is where I get to be an entrepreneur. This is where I get to grow and make relationships with new venues and, um, you know, train new photographers. And I love to teach, right? So this this is my entrepreneurial business baby. Mm-hmm. Angela Nelson Photography, this is where I get to be an artist. Mm. And this is where I get to take risks. And this is where... Um, there's, there's no one in the state who has a, a similar style to mine. So I'm very like, I'm, I'm appealing to a very small group of people, which yeah. I love. I like yeah. that. Um, you know, what's it called? Um, you narrow to widen. You narrow the widen. Nar- narrow to widen. Oh, you narrow to widen. Yes. Narrow yeah, to yeah. widen. Yep. Yeah. So that's how I'm looking at them is one is like, how I can be an artist. Obviously I'm, I'm running the business like a boss too, <laughs> but sure. one of them, I get to be an bar- artist and it's, and it's me. And when they hire me, they get me. And yeah. then the other one engaged on Maui is um, that's more, uh, it's a, it's a wider net yeah. to appeal to more people. Yeah. Where do you see your strong suit at? Like um, when you, if you were to step outside yourself, do you feel like the, do you feel like you, um, you really take off most as a solopreneur just with Angie Nelson photography, you're meeting with people, you're booking them, you're shooting the weddings, you're delivering printed photographs. Like, is it that side of you that you feel like is your strong suit? Or do you see more of like the Angie who is the, um, manager of a team and you're kind of like running the business, you know, uh, kind of thing. Uh, well, yeah. Where do you this see your a, strength? That's a like, great question. Yeah. Um, it depends on what season of life I'm in, honestly. And I've yeah. had a lot of seasons since my, the beginning of my photography business journey. You know, I, yeah. I went from, I can work every day, all day. It doesn't matter because I don't have any responsibilities other than, you know, having like being in a marriage, like that was my, I didn't have a mortgage. I didn't have anything like that. I was just free as a bird. And now I have yeah. two kids. Um, so it's a little bit different. Um, so I guess if you're, uh, like right now, my strong suit, um, I mean, I think I'm really good at systems. Yeah. I'm really good at systems. Um, I'm really good at 
creating systems to communicate expectations with clients, whether it's for Angela Nelson Photography or Engaged on Maui. Um, yeah. With COVID, we had to really revisit some of our systems because um, our our governor here won't, he says he won't open the state until we have 70% vaccination. So mm-hmm. we're, we're likely going to be the last state to like, you know, quote unquote, open. Sure. Um, which means that we're still navigating mask policies um, that a lot of folks on the mainland aren't doing anymore. So just mm. communicating that to clients being like, listen, you know, if we're in outdoor spaces, we don't have to wear masks, but if you have to walk through the four seasons to get to your ultimate dinner or, you know, you have to go through, like we make sure that you have a mask that you're going to, cause you're going to have to wear one or yeah. some of our private venues. They've requested that um, if they're not being photographed, that they have a mask on yeah. and then your photographer will be masked the whole time because that's their policy and that's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've had to go back and add that into our workflows and, um, you know, just, just little tweaking things along the way, um, yeah. as our world is changing <laughs> and rules are changing. I totally get it. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, um, while the photographers listening, maybe they're like you and that they're not ready to outsource or not necessarily outsource, but like expand the team in terms of the photographers, mm-hmm. right. People yeah. who are going to be photographing under their brand associates, employees, that kind of stuff. Um, so maybe they relate to that. And yet, um, there still is opportunity to delegate and to outsource, oh, yeah. uh, and to bring in, bring on a team to help mm-hmm. it within the business. Yeah. Um, and so as you've done that with Engage on Maui, mm-hmm. what were some of the hurdles that you had to overcome? What were some of the hard lessons that, that <laughs> you learned along the way? of expanding the team that maybe a listener uh, who's looking to bring on an editor or Mm -hmm. who is maybe looking to bring on an assistant or an office manager might be able to gleam some (laughs) insight from. Yeah. So um, first off, I do outsource editing for Angela and Elsa photography. I am not editing everything. What you're seeing on the internet that is edited by me. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I really, yeah. everything that um, is delivered to the client is edited in my style by a dedicated editor. I use the image salon. They're great. I've um, worked with them for years. Um, Angela Nelson photography, or sorry, not Angela, geez, engaged on Maui has um, an editor that's on Island here. Um, I wanted to support the, you know, the people who live here. So I, um, I hired a girl. She also shoots for us, which is great. Um, so, when it comes to like figuring out outsourcing and when you know it's time, yeah, I hope it's not like what happened to me, which is you learn the hard way and you mess something up. So I'll sure. tell that story. Um, it was Valentine's Day of 2018. Actually, I remember this very clearly. Um, my daughter was about to turn one, so turn one in May. And I had taken on the office manager role for Engaged on Maui. And I had my team of photographers. I was talking to the guys, putting together the itineraries, um, setting everything up. And then, um, you know, the photographers obviously were, were shooting it. What happened was we had a proposal at a, um, a high-end venue and he had like a song that he wanted played, um, rose petals. And he had sent us like pictures to line up in like a, an aisle that she would mm. walk down. It was going to be really lovely. And so, yeah. Um, I had the flowers ordered ahead of time. All I had to do was go pick them up and then depedal them, <laughs> which when you're talking about like, I don't know, like 50, 60 roses, like that takes a long time. Yeah. You can't <laughs> just shake them. No, I had to depedal the roses. Um, but I, I had the whole plan. Right. And then my nanny called in sick. Yeah. And my husband was off Island. Oh no. Okay. Remember, I don't have family here. So, um, uh, all right, well, fine. I'm just going to, I'll put Eddie in an ergo and I'm going to do this. <laughs> What's an ergo? <laughs> like the little baby carriers, you know? The the ergo? Yeah, sure. That's yeah. Like, I've never, I've never known him as an ergo, but I believe you. <laughs> oh, it is. Yeah. Actually ergo baby. You've never. Okay, fine. I'm dashed fine. sometimes. It's all good. I'm like, you have three kids. Okay. So an ergo, I put her on, I put her in the little baby carrier on the back and I was like, let's do this. So then I go to the flower place and, uh, because it's Valentine's day, they're like, they're scrambling. I put in the order. I did what I was supposed to do, but it took them forever to fill it. And I'm just like, I'm looking at my watch. I gotta go. I gotta go. 
<clears throat> on the way to the venue, Eddie has a massive blowout. Um, <laughs> oh my God, there's poop everywhere. <laughs> like, Is he still well, strapped to your back at this point? Or? <laughs> no, she's in the car seat. Okay, okay fine. My car's going to smell like poop. It's fine. I just got to do this proposal. And so we get there and he arrived early. And instead of waiting in the spot that he was supposed to, he didn't, he went in and I, yeah, had I, should I have been there sooner? Yes. I should have been there like 45 minutes earlier than I was, but yeah. everything crumbled that day. Um, so he walked in photographers there, right. Taking pictures of him looking around being like, where's all my shit? Yeah. Where's the music? Where is everything? And of course, like he still proposed, but man, he was sad and yeah. I do not blame him. We refunded him everything. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I'm so sorry. I talked to them on the phone and I was like, listen, like I'm taking this experience forward and um, I'm getting an office manager. Yeah. And I actually, I, um, I wrote him an email last year and I said, Hey, it's me. <laughs> Remember the person that didn't pull off your proposal, but I want to let you know what we've done to make it better. And mm-hmm. he was so appreciative of me just writing him back and letting him know. Um, but that that was the turning point for me when I was like, I can't do it all because there was no safety net when everything went wrong. Mm. Yeah. I needed somebody. I needed somebody. So um hired on Fawn, like uh, I think a month after that happened. Of course, I needed to like search high and low for somebody, right? Yeah. And so she's been kind of running the show on the back end since then. And of course, like I'm stepping in to help with, um, with training. And, you know, when we decided that we were going to use somebody local to edit, um, I, I helped train her on that stuff. And then Fawn came to me at the beginning of this year and said, um, hi, I'm really, really overwhelmed, uh, mm-hmm. with things. And, um, like, I'm, I'm like waking up in the middle of the night because I'm thinking about everything that I have to do. Like I need help. Yeah. Said, okay. And so now we hired another proposal coordinator. That's basically taking on the easy stuff. Like our helicopter proposals are really easy. Some of our venue ones are really easy. So she's taking on those and she's Fawn's um, office assistant as well. So listening to what my team needs, and then I'm the one to uh, put that into action. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So don't, don't wait until everything's crumbling. (laughs) If, if you are struggling to keep up right now and you're thinking I can do it all. um, No, you can't. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I believe in you, but you can't, uh, because someday, you know, everything's going to go wrong. The flower orders are going to go wrong. You're going to have your daughter and nanny calls in sick. They poop all over the car. There's going to be things that happen Yeah, and you have to have a safety net in place. So then that way your clients can still have the best experience. If you're waiting for a sign, <laughs> this is your sign. Angie is your sign. This is I'm it right sign. now. Hey, outsource. on that note, do you have any recommendations for what a photographer would outsource first? Um, whatever they don't like doing. Yeah. Uh, Very first thing that I'm going to say is your bookkeeping. If you are still doing your bookkeeping, knock it off. You're not a bookkeeper. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you went to school for accounting, knock it off. You're not good at it. You can pay somebody not that much money. Not much, yeah. They are going to make your life so much easier, especially when it comes to tax time. And you're not going to be panicking. save you money, Oh, yes. That's what I discovered, yeah. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. good. So bookkeeping uh, and then anything else that you just don't like doing. Yeah, that's yeah anything else you don't like doing. So, um, of course, editing is a huge part of, uh, it's a huge time suck for us. If it's something that you feel okay letting go, know that once you get an editor, whether you're using the image salon or, you mm. know, so- somebody private or whatever it is, it takes like a month to get them does where you need to be and it's constant feedback it's a time investment for you so just go into it knowing that and then you know things like blogging or you know my virtual assistant i'm like hey instagram reels hi i'm 35 and i like i don't know how to do this stuff can you help me and she's like sure so she's making me some instagram reels because she's cool and hip yeah. I love reels uh, now. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm still, I'm still kind of uh, fumbling. My, I've made a few um, fumbling my way through them, but it's something that I'm not good at yet. And so I'm sure. going to have somebody else do it for me. Or, um, you know, I have a series of blog posts coming out that I'm making voice recordings, sending her the images, and then she's typing it all up and getting all those green lights on Yoast. Yeah. Yeah. Love stuff it. that I just don't have time to do. 
That's awesome. As you've built these three businesses and, 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 and I should say are building them. Um, are there, have there been any universals that you've started to notice, um, in yourself, in the economics, in just like, uh, building something that actually is going to work, um, that you might be able to call attention to. And it could be, I'll buy you some time here as you're thinking. (laughs) (laughs) That's a big question. (laughs) Yeah. I I guess like, you know, they're all kind of in the same industry, the creative space, their service-based businesses. um, And more or less, they all kind of just like happened, you know, like Mm -hmm. uh, there wasn't like this big plan, you know, it's kind of like, I think a lot of us where we were just doing something one day and then someone offered us money and we were like, whoa, okay, I guess this is a business now. How, what do I do from (laughs) here? Um, Yeah. I'd just be curious if you've noticed any trends uh, or any things that have worked kind of across the board for you. Uh, And it could be anything from pricing to marketing to just to the systems, to the mindset um, that you've noticed make an impact. Hmm. Um, oh man. Well, let's, let's talk about mindset for a hot second here. Um, your life can be anything that you want it to be. And it obviously it takes time and energy to grow it to where you want it to be. But I mean, Ben, you talk a lot about limiting beliefs, right? Sure. We all have a lot of limiting beliefs. I thought I would be a teacher in Michigan for the rest of my life with, you know, two kids and a dog and a white picket fence living, mm-hmm. you know, 20 minutes maybe from my parents. And that would be my life. Yeah. Um, the life I'm living right now is completely different from that life. And not to say that that life wouldn't have been great too. It would have been great too. Um, but it wasn't until I started dreaming about business, about what, it, what this lifestyle, where it could take me mm-hmm. to where, I was able to let go of what I thought I was supposed to be. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, I come from a very blue collar background. I also, I also think that like the money narrative that our parents instilled within us is really important to address <laughs> because, um, I, you know, I grew up blue collar. My mom was um, a nurse. My dad's a maintenance man. They, mm-hmm. um, they saved for like five years and sold their antique car to afford for us to go to Disney world one time. Cause it was a once in a lifetime vacation. Yeah. Um, and every year we went on vacation um, to the upper peninsula of Michigan, my dad's old hunting cabins where he'd have to like go in and like take off the nudie posters off the wall before I came in. Oh <laughs> that was, it was, they were just, um, and they were great vacations. They were great. And I, you know, I didn't know anything more than that. So it, it was lovely, mm-hmm. but um, I, I thought that the way that I would be raising my children and the life that I would be living would be very similar to how I was raised. And it wasn't until I like gave myself the freedom and the space to dream that to see that it could be more than that. It could go in a different way than that. And there's nothing yeah. saying that I have to live that life that my parents created for me. I can do something different. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty wild. Um, when it comes to, uh, even just marketing in general, I, I see so many photographers that they're the aim and, and by the way, no judgment, I get this, but for so many photographers, the aim is, oh man, I need money. I need clients. I need money. I need clients. I need clients. I need money. I need money. I need clients. Yeah. And they're kind of in this um, panic about it, that they're doing anything to get money or, or clients and it is resulting, what I tend to notice is the trend line resulting in them building a life that they actually don't want yeah. because the aim is I just need money and clients. And I think if we slow down just a little, just a little, just enough to try to set a trajectory for like, what do I want my life to look like? Yeah. And yes, I need, I need money and I need clients to get that. But I wonder if there's a way for me to build this business in a way to get clients and to build money that every step of it moves me a little bit closer towards that aim, right? Um, How much further we'd be. So for you, you feel like you, you, you were able to begin to set that vision. uh, It sounds like, and you've held that for each of your businesses. Is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, engaged on Maui is what really set my imagination on fire. And when I started hiring a team, I was just like, wow, like, we can build this business and 
we can help so many more people if I have a staff, uh, mm. because I, there's only so many nights in a week, right, that I can dedicate to this. We can yeah. help a lot of people. I can create jobs for people here. I can pay them well. Um, I can move into more of a dreamer role, the entrepreneurial role. Um, I don't know if you guys have read the E-Myth. <laughs> That's yeah, one of my Gerber. favorites. Yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Um, so I'm no longer, if you're thinking about a coffee shop, right? The technician's making the lattes, the manager's overseeing the technician making the lattes. And then there's the entrepreneur, the business owner, they're going out and growing it. I get to be in that role, which yeah. is really, really fun for me. And then yeah. when I want to go out and I want to make art and I want to um, connect with the clients, then I get to go to Angela Nelson Photography and I get to go do that over there. Um, it's a really easy way for me to have a bunch of different hats and yeah. to, yeah, and to make my life what I want it to be because life isn't about work. You know, I had, um, I had one coaching client and she, or I have one coaching client, super busy photographer, the best in her area, in her field. She is the best. And um, she's overwhelmed. She's overworked. And so she was like, I want to raise my prices. And so she told me about raising her prices. And I said, well, I think people are still going to book you at this price. Actually, I know people are still going to book you at this price. This doesn't solve the problem of more time. I said, how many, how many portrait sessions do you have to do to cap it? Say like, I'm done. I'm, I'm booked up for right. the month of July. Yeah. And she said, there isn't a cap. Mm. And I said, okay, well, there's your problem. So well, yeah. what about, you know, if it's their kid's birthday and all this? And I was like, all right, well, you need to, in your email drip to your VIPs, you need to have something out there about when is the good time to book your portraits. If they're contacting you the week before your son, their son's first birthday, um, that's on them. It's not on you to fill that, you know, to rearrange your schedule to get them in. Yeah. But creating that client expectation, you know. You don't have to say yes to everything. There will always be more clients. There will always be more work. There will always be more money. There's yeah. not always going to be more time. Yep. Where, uh, where did you feel like you made this transition, the, the, the shift of maybe that uh, learning that mindset? I mean, as you described growing up, you were taught something very different um, just by, expect, you know, by example. And so mm -hmm. where did you begin to have your view shifted? Um, I mean, like everyone's heard something about the Midwest work ethic, right? People, yeah. I, I, I didn't know this was a thing until I moved. Tell, tell, tell us more about the Midwest work, Midwest ethic. work ethic, which is like work until you die. <laughs> Basically <laughs> your whole life is based around work. Um, and that's just how everyone is, right? The first question when you, um, when you meet someone's like, Oh, what do you do for a living? Um, which is fine. I still ask people that question, but, uh, yeah, my, my, my mind chef mindset started shifting. I think, I think after I left teaching, mm -hmm. because that that shattered a ceiling above me. Yeah. Then for there sure. was then there was no there was no um, I guess buffer on like how much money I could make. Oh, I could just yeah. work all the time. I could just make all the money. So I did that, and I did that for several years, and then, um, and then I, I was having like heart palpitations, and I was having like panic attacks, and how there's mm -hmm. not enough hours in the day. Um, and that's when I started to sit down and really reevaluate things. First things yeah. first, raise your prices. If you're too busy, just raise your prices. Um, yeah. But I'll lose half my clients that, if I double my prices. That's okay. There'll be <laughs> exactly. new clients. There'll, yeah. be, there'll be more. There's always more. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the secret that no one tells you. If it doesn't work, put your prices back down. It's your yeah. business. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, finding that freedom and being my own boss, right? And then yeah. seeing what when the pendulum swings too far in one direction, how that was affecting me physically and how it was affecting my relationships. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen any of my friends in like two months. And they're like, Angela, it's because you're always busy. Yeah. Like I wanna I wanna be invited to like the the you know sunset on the beach and go have a beer with my friends like I want to be able to do that kind of stuff and so I have to be able to make time to do that kind of stuff and that's when I was sitting down and reevaluating like how you know how busy I am I don't have to say yes to everything there will always be more work yeah it's awesome uh Angel, thanks for hanging out with me today I appreciate yeah. it I think this is a great place to um to maybe begin to wrap I got one yeah. more question though okay so, and then maybe this is coming from, a, uh, from the perspective of being a dad, uh, cause I'm curious where your thoughts are. 
being raised in uh, in a Midwest home, what you, the work mm-hmm. till you die kind of a mentality. Um, how do you feel like you? How old are your little ones? You have a six month old and a six four? month old and a four year old. Okay, great. Yeah. So I'm in the thick of it, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you have an answer for this, but I'm curious. Like, um, and maybe they're too young. Certainly the six month, but maybe the four year old. You're starting to uh, consider like how you want like what you want them to learn, like, what do you want yeah. them to learn about what's possible for them? Um, just the experience of you being their mom. <laughs> oh, you're so good at questions. <laughs> um, I want my daughters to learn that they can, they can build the life that they want to build mm-hmm. with great boundaries. <laughs> yeah. And, um, knowing that they're, they can make their own roadmap. They don't have to follow my roadmap or their dad's roadmap or their grandparents or anybody else's. They can really create the life that they want to live. And if that's here in Hawaii, great. If they want to move back to Michigan, that's okay too. Whatever life that they want to live, it's possible. And you don't have to follow a certain set of rules to get there. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. I love the, 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 the empowerment and the freedom that you're giving them uh, to explore that. That's awesome. Yeah. It reminds me of uh, the, so we do a lot of, I have a six-year-old, right. And we do yeah. a lot of, a lot of pretending a lot of ice cream and donut shop, you know, yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, <laughs> and I like, it's like my favorite question is when we're playing ice cream shop, it's like, great. So do you own the shop? Or do you work there <laughs> or do I work there or do I own it? Uh, let's yeah. set some, let's set some roles here. And it's just fun to even just to begin to introduce that. That's a thing like yeah. that. Someone owns the shop. Maybe yes. you, do you own it? Do you want to, you, you don't have to, if you don't want to, you just want to work yeah. at it. Cool. That works yeah. too. Um, that's fun. Angie, thank you again. Um, this has been a real treat. I appreciate you and your time. Where can the listeners of the show, um, mm-hmm. where can they find you? Where can they learn more from you? Well, on the gram for Angela Nelson Photography, I am Angela Nelson Photo and Engaged on Maui, we're Engaged on Maui. <laughs> and Business as Adventure, we're Business as an Adventure. <laughs> okay, love it. And it's, yeah, it's pretty creative, right? <laughs> it's perfect. It's you, Listen, marketing shouldn't be that creative, at least this right. old level of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't want to be confusing people. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, thank you again. I uh, appreciate you. I hope the listeners get a chance to check out uh, your work and what you're up to. If you're looking to to, uh, to get hooked in Maui, make sure, make sure you hit her off. She's yes. going to honor a 70% promotion for all proposals. <laughs> False. <laughs> False. Just use coupon. Hold on. Use coupon code Ben Hartley. <laughs> awesome, Angie. Thank you again. All right. Thanks, Ben. Have a good one. Podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in to today's episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Uh, if you got a chance to watch this live in the Mastermind group, please comment in the group. You can just search for uh, Angie Nelson in the Mastermind group and you'll see this episode pop up. Uh, if you have any other questions, feel free to drop them right there in the live video and we'll get a chance to go back through and take a look at what you guys have. Uh, so I'll see you in the Mastermind group. Otherwise, We'll tune in to the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Keep showing up.